0: Good morning people, Lawrence here, Larry from the larm, the daily larm, it's the 31st of October, Tempest Fugit folks, it's nearly Christmas, We're talking Christmas where I am, there's uh, stuff all in the supermarkets since uh, I'd say probably two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, um, Christmas stuff for sale, Christmas food and all that kind of thing, mental isn't it, and um, the retailers can't wait to get more shit out there and Make money on us stupid people buying shit we don't need. Uh, Here we go again. But there are nice things about it. So uh, anyway, we won't get into that discussion uh, just yet. It's a bit premature. Uh, So this morning, got my coffee going. Got my new little percolator going. It's been sitting idle for a while. And uh, although I do like my uh, barista machine... I do like the uh, cafeteria, the Italian cafeteria for the top of the stove. Um, I do, I do like that too. Yeah, uh, so got my coffee and getting ready to hit the road here. Uh, but I have a bit of a problem, and uh, maybe some of you more experienced anchor people can help me uh, figure this out. Uh, I I want to publish Collins on a podcast, uh, um, and I can't do it. At least I don't see how I can do it because anchor won't let me add those segments so if Bernie calls in or if, if, or if Damien calls in or if someone else uh, I've, got, I've got a bunch of call ins there I'd like to add to an episode and I can't do it and that really pisses me off uh, so so there must be a workaround, um, or maybe I'm missing something so maybe you can uh, chirp in and let me know how I might be able to do that so um, what I need to do again is take take segments either my own but I know how to do my own but we'll take other people's segments, call-ins and stuff, and uh, and um, shoot them out to uh, on a podcast. Maybe I need to do. A, maybe I need to echo your segments on my own station. I don't know. Anyway, it's a typical October day here, damp, still, kind of mild, uh, about right for this time of year. And uh, I'm hitting the road to do a few little jobs today and that's it for me for the minute um, kids are all getting set up for their all uh, trick or treating when I was a kid we used to say help the Halloween party I think that was typically Irish you know mm. this trick or treating thing just came I don't know where it came from I think kids are watching too much TV um, but I went carving my pumpkin last night and uh, I did a very good job I wish I could show you. You'll have to go to Instagram or something to have a look. But uh, my little girl picked out a scary face from Google and we carved out the pumpkin. Uh, Went about making a pumpkin pie but made a complete and utter bollocks of it. And ended up doing uh, a kind of a loaf. A pumpkin loaf. Kind of like a carrot cake except it wasn't a carrot cake. It was a pumpkin cake. And uh, although it wasn't even as nice as a carrot cake, it was kind of, I just fucked it together, you know, just threw everything into a bowl and mixed it up. Now, it's, my wife says it's lovely and one or two of the kids say that they're, I made buns as well, Uh, say that they they like them, but uh, they're a bit chewy. So, um, I tend to do that in the kitchen, just kind of wing it from time to time. Um, Anyway, so uh, the old pumpkin stuff is ready to go pumpkins on the doorstep decorations are up and uh, bring on the scariness alright I'll be back later on with some stuff and uh, as I usually do uh, maybe midday or later on in the day get on to some topics some subjects of uh, deeper consequence hope you have a good one whatever you're up to have a great day bye oh before I go I've got a couple of segos uh, from Damien that I want to shoot out. Um, He jumps on the subject of time. And uh, Damien, thanks for the call-ins. I will uh, respond duly uh, to your uh, position. (laughs) All right, mate. Nice one. Okay, call-in time. Here we go. Larry, in actual practice, the transcriptions probably aren't worth the time if you just want, like, a transcript for a book or something like that. But they are a clever effect. And some journalists in the BBC is using them as bottom third of interviews in locker rooms. So they have a place. But the AI, definitely no better than about... First generation and um, it it needs attention to detail to make it professionally acceptable rev dot com pay a dollar a minute for transcript, and you get better than ninety five
1: percent accuracy a human's involved in that though yeah baby steps baby steps for the AI
0: yeah Bernie agreed on all points um i've tricked around with it and absolutely it's uh it's it's early stages uh i've actually used rev a couple of times before used it last year for a college assignment um we had to do an interview with a with a psychologist and um transcribe the interview and put it into an essay and what have you but uh, so i shot them over the old file and got the transcript back and it was really helpful so um and cheap too i think it costs about 20 quid for us to get it done but um ai is ai is going big time ai is going huge although us at the uh, consumer end of things probably aren't seeing the major developments that are that are uh, happening right now but it's uh, it's big isn't it i mean you'd probably know that anyway all right thanks for the call in mate talk to you later
2: hey what's up larry i just wanted to give my two cents on this time thing um number one uh, I met a doctor that told me that time is weebly wobbly. Uh, number two, um, I personally am fascinated by how time is a concept. It's just—it really is just an idea, um, and it's—it's it's a referential idea. On top of that, but it's very intrinsic to how we operate, how we live, you know, some people even, you know, point out that we are three-dimensional creatures moving through the fourth dimension, the fourth dimension being time, but we can't really, we don't really physically manipulate it, you know, and it's kind of a, it's kind of a concept, you know, the the reason why, you know, the calendar is 365 days is for a reason, because it could be 364, it could be 366. Shit, it could be it could be uh, two hundred eighty something, which leads me to my third thing. <laughs> oh, I hate how short these call-ins are, but yeah, it leads me to my third thing about time. Um, who? I wonder if I wonder if memory is just bullshit because um. I've, I've read a bunch of things over the last six months that pretty much implied that memories are weird, they're wishy-washy, and they can be falsified. Um, they can be falsified by yourself, and they can be falsified by outside forces. So memories are horribly untrustful, but we rely on mem- memories so much. Also, genetic memory. And all of these things are tied into time, because memory is intrinsically linked to the past. But, anyways, just my two cents.
0: Yeah, Damien, um, you should yeah you're spot on. You should check out the work of Nassim Harameen. Uh He's uh, I think he's Swiss. He's Swiss, uh, Swiss national, a Swiss national, living in Hawaii, and uh, he's a scientist. And his work is uh, quite fascinating. Um, it's a little bit left the mainstream, and he gets a bit of a bit of stick from from the main mainstream uh, academic uh, thinkers but um, he's, uh, he's, he's on the money with his theories uh, with regard to memory being wishy-washy absolutely it's uh, when we construct our memory we construct it now and um, we are as I said open to influence by our current experiences and and, uh, and other people and their their views and opinions you should check, check out uh, Eliz- Elizabeth Loftus her work and um that's uh, interesting stuff that she's pulled up about eyewitness testimony and um regarding memory and time i think time and our concept of time has come about by virtue of memory and how memory works and our perception of memory um memory implies that something happened before and it implies we live along a line but i don't believe we do live along a line and um we just kind of got a little bit of a screwed up idea of the whole notion of existence and, and time as a facet of that uh but interesting to discuss nonetheless so um thanks for for chirping in appreciate it and uh i might actually take this subject further because I'm, uh, I'm i'm reinvigorated on this topic you know so uh anyway thanks man i hope you're having a good one take it easy
1: yeah um i commented on the subject of time with you I thought I would call in since I have the time to do it now. (laughs) Um, Yes, it's interesting in a way how even the time we have is not accurate. You know, the calendars is not entirely accurate. If we were to speak in like atomic terms of atomic time, Um, as far as memories. Yeah, it's if you get 10 people in a room. And they look at an object, and you take it away, and you ask them all to describe the object, you will get 10 different scenarios. Not all of them will be exactly the same. So um, it's kind of cool in a way that we don't have total recall of memory. But at the same time, yeah, we're not exactly reliable as witnesses and um, as people. And that's why we are beautifully flawed.
0: Yeah, absolutely, uh, Duane, and that kind of segues into, um, or could at least uh, bring us to a discussion on creativity and art, because um, there's perfection, in my opinion, in the imperfection. Uh, I posted a comment or a call in there on the great everything on a similar subject. Um, I don't think um, Patrick necessarily agreed with what I had to say, but um, I believe the the so-called imperfection is just a notion of of the surface reality mind or the mind occupied with a surface reality and this idea that it, we can achieve a perfection when in fact the perfection is already there and it's it's present in the imperfection and that's what art is you know it's a it's a continually grown thing it's never finished and for it to be finished well then everything would cease to exist you know and uh, our notion of time is merely our uh uh an an indication of our need to kind of box things up and and put labels on them and structure everything, you know. And uh, that's okay, it has its place, but ultimately nothing is definable. Uh, Everything always has its outliers or its its elements that don't conform. And quantum physics has shown us that the further we delve into uh, the apparent structure of things, the further it runs away and becomes fuzzy. And that's our experience, you know. It's never. We'll never finish it. We'll we'll never define it. We'll never um, grasp it f- fully, at least from this particular physical standpoint. And uh, as far as time being in, uh, time being inaccurate, well, it, I'm not sure if you said inaccurate. I'll say inaccurate. It is inaccurate because um, it's it's essentially the calendar and the time is essentially built around the idea that uh, there's a relationship between the revolutions of the earth and it's. Uh, its path around the sun, and it's it's not quite right. It's like a quarter of a day every four years, or or every year it's like a quarter of a day, or something like that. Uh, um, and uh, we lose it, and we have to make it up through the, through the application of the leap year, where we drop a day every four years, you know. So uh, you can thank Pope, uh, who was it? Gregory. Pope Gregory the 14th or 13th, or something like that. Uh, he came up with the calendar, and Anyway, there's there's loads of information and we could talk forever about it, but uh, yeah, 100% agreed, it's a fascinating subject, Um, more on that later, I reckon. So this whole subject of time is is after catching hold of me a little bit, and uh, thanks to to you guys, I suppose, um, coming in on the conversation, Um, uh, I always get thinking about it, um, well, I think about it all the, the time. But particularly this time of year, clocks go back and all that absurdity. Um, I wrote an article uh, about six months ago, I mentioned it before, um, about the preposterousness of time or preposterousness of the leap year and why uh, it on its own is almost evidence enough for me that, um, or should be, in my opinion, evidence enough for everybody that this whole idea of time is just kind of a bit of a nonsense. That's my coffee. I better get it Hang on Alright got coffee Coffee needs to be strong uh, For me Needs to be strong Uh, It needs to be Not too hot But not too cold Needs to be A little bit milky But not latte You know what I mean So anyway It's just the way I like it And I've got it now So I'm cool So If you want to Well there's any amount of information online about about Leapier So you can go investigate yourself But long story short uh, Pope Gregory and the Catholic Church The Christian Church at the time I don't know if it was before the split Between um, Catholicism and uh, Protestantism But anyway Back a couple of hundred years ago Pope Gregory wanted unification Across the realm of the Christian world The realms of the Christian world and he wanted the feast days celebrated um, uniformly, and uh, I think it was probably a money thing it was certainly a control thing control mechanism like all religions have become eventually become that 's a whole other discussion but uh, so he set the lads up to um, to resolve this calendar issue, and uh, long story short, he got what he wanted and um, uh, as a result, we have the calendar that we use today worldwide, and uh, so the whole notion of time has me got me thinking again. And uh, I mentioned before, I'm in the middle of writing a book on it, although it's taken ages to do that. <laughs> it's impossible to talk about time and not refer to linear time, isn't it? It's, it's ridiculous. So when I say when I when I when I speak, or when I want to write, and I do so in linear terms. Just understand, you know, it's it's just. A way to communicate. It's not uh I'm not contradicting myself, you understand? So, um anyway, I've been writing this thing for a while, and uh the whole concept of time has grabbed me and Ray Heffernan on his pod, Irish uh, singer Podcast, he's here on anchor as well, so check him out. Um, he was talking about it the other night as well. Uh, he, he was talking about how he travelled back in time by sixty minutes the other night, and uh so we got talking and, and, and we've, um, we're going to hook up for Thursday's show, uh, the actual LARB, the LARB podcast, the weekly podcast, um, we'll hook up on Skype, we'll record it, and get it out and I'll, I'll fire a few segments out here on Anchor too, um, but if you want to check out the full episode of that, that discussion, it's happening you know, on Thursday uh, and uh, I think you'll enjoy it. So what we're talking about on Thursday specifically is a concept called purposeful accident, all right? purposeful accident is a move on from a concept that I kind of held myself for a while uh called or what I called the plan of no plan it's about just going with the flow essentially but purposeful accident kind of puts it in a in a more um dynamic way i think and and sets it up for uh, a little more detail possibly and a little more understanding but I first read about purposeful accident in an article on the creativity post where the writer spoke about Pablo Picasso and uh, uh, His process in, in creating cubism. Or It wasn't him that actually created cubism. It was uh, Critics who came up with this concept of cubism. He just painted. He just did his shit, you know So we're talking about art and creativity. We're talking about purposeful accident and we're talking about uh, the concept of time and how it relates to uh, creativity and art, you know, and where it goes. Because often uh, when we draw and when we write and when we create, we lose all notions of time. Um, if you haven't got a read of it yet, get your hands on uh, the book called Flow uh, by Mihaly Sixcent Mihaly, uh, the psychologist. And in that book, he talks about um, how artists, creative people, and sports people, and professionals manage to achieve a state of flow. And uh, he talks about how um, our perception of what we call time uh, becomes distorted. For some, it uh, it appears shorter, and for others, it appears longer, and for others, it ceases to uh, be at all. And uh, it's, it's a fascinating read, and it... it It gives credence to uh, a lot of maybe the softer stuff that people have spoke about in relation to creativity and art in the past and continue to to speak about. Um, Because you take a scientist, a psychologist in this case, who's been studying um, happiness and flow state, what has become known as flow state, over the last 30 years and has framed it uh, and and explains it and uh, details it in terms of uh empirical evidence as well as um, bringing in some of those softer elements that we talk about uh, that a lot of scientists tend to um want to disregard you know as as ridiculous or or unimportant and uh probably getting off the subject now a little bit, but I believe that if Humanity, human beings and those of us who um, are maybe on the edge of things, the edge of creativity and discovery and all that kind of stuff, uh, are to advance. Well, then we've got to embrace both uh, both sides of the fence, you know, the softer stuff and the hard evidence too. And they both exist. They, they both form part of our experience. And to rule them out is ridiculous. And time exists in a particular uh uh version of reality. it exists if it, if you feel it if you if you experience it physically and psychologically well then it is but you you i think you must also uh understand that there is a non reality or there is a reality where it doesn't exist, and that's what me and Ray are going to chat about on Thursday, so make sure you don't miss that. I think it's going to be an interesting discussion um, I don't think there's a there is uh, any benefit in trying to prove that it exists or prove that it doesn't exist for, to anybody because that's pointless if it exists for you it exists if it doesn't it doesn't but for most people I think it's a case of both so uh, I'll check you on Thursday and um, we'll talk we'll talk more then all right see you later on Hey, it's me, Larry, the Daily Larve, back for the evening, final segment from me, might end up being two or three segments, I'd really like more than five minutes, I mentioned it earlier on, however, if you're listening on iTunes or Spreaker or some other podcast platform, this episode has been recorded using Anchor, a little iPhone, Android app, uh, for creating audio and there's some cool stuff going on here it's all good <coughs> and uh, plenty of people with opinions of uh, uh, how the anchor app should develop or, or what purposes it should be it should serve Um ultimately <coughs> although I'm inclined to agree with a lot of what's been said um you know let's face it these guys are making this app in order to compete with the big guns, you know, they want to be an Instagram, they want to be a Facebook, maybe not Facebook, Facebook is fucking huge, of course, but who knows, right? They want to be big, they wanted to make money, their backers wanted to make money. So the format is get people like you and me interested in the app, we create content, attract people to the app to listen to our stuff, find other innovative ways of. Spreading that content further afield, get people who are already influencers on other platforms to come in and create stuff too, build up a bit of hype, etc, etc. You have uh, or you develop over time a massive amount of user data that you can uh, subsequently sell on. I don't know how they plan to monetize this thing. Uh, Maybe they'll, they'll slot in advertisements or they'll just sell the data to people uh you'll pay for uh you'll pay for segments in the future um i hope it doesn't go the way of facebook whereby you don't get a sniff if you're not paying for uh placements on your pages for example um anyway it'll go the way it wants to go but ultimately it has to make money for the people who are backing it and i'm guessing there's millions 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 gone into it already and uh someone thinks it's worthwhile for that purpose but you see there's two trains of thought here there's the people who want it for creative purposes, to create cool stuff, and then there's people who want to make money from it, and then there's some people in between. But largely speaking, you've got the corporates on one end who want to turn this app into something that lines their pockets and you've got people on the other end, the creative people like you and me, making stuff for the sake of it. Now, I'm all for making money. Uh you've got to pay the bills. Um. In actual fact, you know what? I'm not going down that road. I'm not going to get into the whole moral thing about making money because, um, well, I'm just not. So what I'm basically trying to say is I use this app called Anchor. I use it to create podcasts. I like it because I can easily create podcasts without lots of gear. Uh, it's an experiment for me and um, I like it. So I'll continue to use it. And continue to try to develop something that's uh, attractive to other people and share my stuff. I've got some stuff, I've got some thoughts, I've got some ideas that I want to spread and I want to share. And that's what I'm using it for. I don't give a fuck about the corporates, they can do what they like. And if it goes down the road with Facebook and uh, you end up having to pay for your stuff to be uh, placed to reach people that you want to reach, well, and so be you. I'll probably move away from it. Um, I'm not a big lover of Facebook um, for that particular reason because your stuff just doesn't get to people Uh, unless, well, I don't know anyway, that's enough about that we were doing fireworks tonight uh, fireworks are illegal believe it or not, where I'm from so we have to drive about an hour and 15 minutes north of here to uh, Newry Which is just over the invisible line between the six counties of Northern Ireland, which is the UK. (laughs) I wonder do the roads and the sky and the trees and the bushes and the birds and the air know that they're in the UK. Of course not. That's just silly, isn't it? Well, that's how silly borders are then. Anyway, um, I'm going to have to go into a second segment. Fancy that. Uh, as I was saying, so we had to drive north to the border to get our fireworks. So, just jumped on the roof of the shed at the at the end of my garden. It's not a very long garden, it's a short garden, and uh, gave the kids a bit of a spectacle. <laughs> no, I didn't drop trow. <laughs> I just uh, <laughs> got the. F- <sighs> Oh Lord <laughs> I got the fireworks going So it was yeah. anyway it was a bit of fun. So um quick shout to Bernie. I tried the old uh, pumpkin pie, didn't turn out very well, Bernie. I did I mention that already in an earlier segment? Maybe I did. Anyway, um When we were kids a Halloween was you just threw on whatever you had, uh, whatever was coming to hand, and you just put it on you. Might, you were lucky you got a plastic face mask or an elastic band across the back that you could throw on you. And sure, you're just dressed up as anything. And you went around and you said, help the Halloween party. Uh, and suddenly, all of a sudden, that's gone. I don't know where that went to. And did you know, in fact, that pumpkins, the carving of pumpkins... Uh, originated in Ireland and it went further afield by virtue of uh, immigration and uh, the tradition was carried overseas and they didn't have turnips so they used pumpkins they used, used to use turnips here and there's a story about some lantern some lantern guy who couldn't he was so bad uh, he couldn't get into heaven and he couldn't get into hell and so he was uh, cast to the world to walk in the darkness for eternity, and all he had was the carved out turnip with the candle inside. Uh, the turnip lantern, 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 something or other. I can't remember his name. Anyway, that's a very poor uh, uh, rendition or very poor. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Uh, go Google the story and find out for yourself. I, I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway, uh so that's what I believe anyway so um yeah it's it's a trick or treat now. It used to be held the Halloween party. I think we need to get come back with uh Help the Halloween party. makes more sense, you know anyway, Halloween is over for one more year, and as of from tomorrow, it's all about Christmas, so uh that's all I've got. i better get busy. I have a class assignment on Thursday. And uh, I need to get my finger out and get this presentation finished. It should be finished by now. Anyway, whatever you're up to tonight, I hope you're having a good Halloween. If it's not over for you yet, carry on regardless. Uh, if it is, uh, 1st of November tomorrow, and uh, that's it. So, I am signing off for tonight. Uh, I should see you tomorrow morning, bright and early. And uh, have a good one, folks. Take it easy.